I want to think today with you about the ground that you're standing on, about what you have built in your life. I'm remembering this, these days of, of a conversation I had during this Christmas season with someone who was reflecting upon the ground they were standing on and what had they had built in their life. And as Christmas was coming c- closer, in part because of how different things are this year, but also there's something that happens every year, Christmas seemed to be somewhat of, a hum- of an empty experience for this person. That the joy of the Christmas tree and, and the warm sip of that peppermint mocha and the songs of Christmas were all well and good and they brought what you might describe as happiness. But somewhere halfway through the Christmas day, halfway through the 25th, suddenly those Christmas songs began to seem too quickly old. The Christmas tree's days were numbered (laughs) and the lights would now need to come down and there was more work (laughs) to do. And so while there was this collective happiness and warmth perhaps the best thing that was about Christmas was that the family would gather but beyond that there seemed to be an emptiness or, or a hollow space when this person was looking at the Christmas holiday I'm reminded also of the story of three little pigs <laughs> remember that story So there are these three pigs, and the first one, they're all building new houses. And the first one builds his house out of what? Straw, okay, straw. The second one builds this cute little house out of what? Sticks, so like something like wood, okay? Then the third one builds his house out of what? Bricks, like stone. And of course, the big bad wolf comes and huffs and he puffs. And what does he do to the first little piggy's house? He blows it down. Poor little piggy. Okay, he goes to the second house. Now, surely, a house made of, of strong branches from a tree and wood, surely that would withstand the wolf. But he huffs and he puffs and he blows his house down comes to the third house and for all the huffing and puffing that that wolf could do could not could not layer (laughs) could not bring down that house made of bricks Mary in her song today is showing you what it is to stand on ground that Jesus would describe as the rock instead of the sand or as the three little pigs would describe as building your house out of bricks. She shows us what it means to have such a house built in your life. As we get close now to the 25th, what we're doing each and every year is we are remembering what that brick house looks like. We are remembering what it's like to build your, your house, your foundation, your soul upon the rock. This song is taken from a lot of different places in the Old Testament. Mary is connecting herself to this, to this God of hers that, that has been faithful to her people. And she says twice, 
she gives allusion twice to what we call the chesed of God, the covenant of God, which in the translations we have in English, you'll see it translated as the word mercy. She is remembering the mercy, but it's a deeper word. It has so much more to it. It's a word that means that God has made a covenant with you. He has promised to be your God and promised to love you. And now in the birth being foretold to Mary, she sees that this covenant of God is taking one more step forward, one practical step forward. Of all the things that we might build our hope and our joy on, this, I mean, she's rejoicing, right? My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Of all the things that she might have put her joy the reasons that she might have had her hope. She is choosing to put it only in one place. It's in this, this chesed, this covenant of God, this, sal this salvation promise of God that's becoming even more relevant in her life with each and every day. Mary is a person, she says herself, of lowly estate. This really rather unimportant person in the grand scheme of creation, a, a, a teenage girl living in a remote place 2,000 years ago. She didn't have a lot of importance. And she was in this place where she might have placed her hope in, in many different things, but even in that lowly state, which I know some of us have been feeling, she latches onto this this narrative, this story that she has been told her whole life, that God is good and that God has promised to be good to her and even to be her savior. I'm reminded of those piggies and that one pig who built his house out of wood. It's interesting. There's not just two different pigs. There's not just one pig that builds the house out of straw and one pig that builds the house out of brick. There's, there's a lot of times that I think we make such a distinction between option A and option B in our lives. And today I want to speak directly to us as the church, as Christians. I think it's easy for us to reject the straw, to reject building our hopes and our joys on something other than God's promise. I think it's easy for us to reject that. You, you might have seen, I, I put a, a link to a, a blog that Bill Teague, a great pastor, one of my mentors that put up, and he talks about this a little bit too. But we can reject the idea that, for instance, Christmas is all about the pageantry. Christmas is not about the Christmas tree. That's not the whole purpose of it. The lights, they're beautiful, but that's not the purpose of it. The gifts, it's a way, that, and, and the family coming together, it's a way that we can celebrate and mark the moment. But in the church, I think we all can realize that there is a reason to the season, right? <laughs> Got to keep Christ in Christmas. We will say that. But to, but to the point of the pigs, we don't always fully take on this Mary-like spirit of investing our full rejoicing our, great, our gratitude and what God has done and what God is going to do. 
instead of being something like the pig that builds his house out of bricks, we become like the pig that builds his house out of the wood. It's kind of a mixture. It's kind of a mixture of the straw and the brick idea. We still let a little bit of that hope (laughs) get mixed in with the things of this world. And when we begin to intertwine the, the ground, the, the foundation, the rock of our hope upon things in this world, then we'll be blasted by seasons like in 2020 in which life begins to lose purpose and meaning, when life begins to lose its sense of life itself. For the church, for those who follow Jesus, Even in seasons like 2020, and even in in this Advent season, in which, if you haven't noticed, every single Sunday has become worse in terms of the number of COVID cases. Starting from the first Sunday of Advent, as we get closer and closer to the 25th, the collective fear has risen. That's the reality of, of our situation that we're living in right now in 2020 Advent. But for the church and for the Christian The realities are that the chesed of God exists. The chesed of God, that this this love of God, this covenant of God to you is vibrant and strong, whether there's a coronavirus or there's not. Each of us now, as we move to the 24th, the challenge today is, as I want you all to Think about how we're going to be celebrating, how you yourself individually, how you, if you're in a home with family members, how are you going to celebrate the 24th and the 25th this year in such a way that it places the true hope that you have in Christ? How are you going to mark that day? How are you going to worship the Lord Jesus? On the 24th, we'll come together here at 4.30. Particularly, I'm thinking about the 25th. In the morning, in Christmas morning, you have an opportunity this year like Mary, to pause and use your creative energy. Use the life that God has given you to stop and place that, to express that hope that you have in Christ. Too easily, Christmas morning will come and and we'll be swept away by, by the things we want to watch on the television, by the opening of the gifts, by all the excitement of the family being around, by the meals that we have to eat. Too easily, Christmas Day will come and we'll build our houses not out of straw, but we'll build them not out of brick. (laughs) We'll build them out of what? The sticks. We'll build them out of the wood. And then as the next news comes of the next COVID case maybe really close to you, as the next news comes of maybe someone close to you getting close to death, what will happen is the big bad wolf will come Huff and pluff on your Christmas spirit. And what will happen? It will come down. My heart today is that you will hear that there is a good news, that God has given you a promise, that in the Christmas story, you have the bricks of hope that will not be able to be torn down by anything that happens in this world. Even though there may be times in which your own life will be threatened, Even though there will be that time when the person that you love most in this world 
will have, a, will have that hard news that pain and suffering may be near. My heart is that with the gospel, that with these new, this news that Mary receives this day, that we will be so interested in it, that we'll be so, so, in, so concerned with, with stopping and internalizing it, and, and as Augustine said, with chewing on it and digesting it, with making it such a key part of our lives, that we will be building our house out of bricks. My heart is that as as a pastor and then as this and as our witness as a church is that we would be proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ so that there would be no one left on this earth that when the bad wolf comes that when evil comes that when the threat of death comes that still there would be a tension with the with the fear there will be a tension of the full hope of Christ the life that Jesus offers to each one of us Christmas is only a few days away. Only a few days away. And at the least, I hope, on Christmas morning, we will, you will open up and read some of the Christmas story in your home. At the least, come back to this, to this song of Mary. Come back and, and reread this and dwell on it and chew on it. Let it be kind of like that mortar in your life that's connecting the bricks of your heart to your mind, your mind to your soul, your life to the actions that will be happening throughout the rest of that day. Let the words of Scripture permeate so deeply within your thoughts that no matter what comes, no matter what comes, that your heart will be firm in Christ. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His hesed, his mercy, his covenant extends to those who fear him from generation to generation, including us. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has died and resurrected from the grave, and he has brought us into eternal life right now. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. Christmas is about an angel coming to Mary, a messenger from God coming to a teenage girl and telling her that she would become pregnant with a person that would be fully God and fully human and that this person would come this person, as we'll talk about on Christmas Eve, would be the light of the world. And that this Jesus, this very real baby that would be born through Mary, would then become the savior of the world. And that hope 
and that hope would now be known. As the angel was, would sing that joy and hope would be known, that peace, that shalom would be brought down once more to you. Friends, eternal life because of Jesus has already started for you. So fear not. Do your best, yes, wear your mask, stay safe. But fear not. Because the covenant of God is upon you. His promise that you have eternal life is on you. And that's what Christmas means. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would give us, give us clarity today on the ways in which perhaps we're building our house a little too much out of wood. Lord, help us to go deep into you, your, your good news. Lord, Christmas is such a beautiful time of year, but as your church, we know that things are not right. Lord, use, use this moment where we can recognize the need. Use this moment to go deep into the foundations of what we are building in our life. And Lord, we pray for those who are struggling today with the sadness and with the fear of this season. Lord, may we, may we open scriptures together with such people. And may you use the voice of our church to speak a word of hope into the desperation. Lord, you are good. Lord, you give covenant with us so that now there, there is no fear in death. That now the sting of loss can be lifted up into the hope of, of eternal life. And now, Lord, we can also be, be joyful for that day in which righteousness, which the right way, which justice returns as you come again. Lord, may we be a people of hope, yearning once more for your return, for your coming. May we be a people of that light, particularly as we come together on the 24th. Lord, I ask that you would give us once again the the platform to be your witness, to be your ambassadors, and to bear your light that you have come into this world and the darkness has not overcome it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.